This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Demo. Today, I'm going to have a little bit of an interesting conversation, and it very well may turn into a multiple-part conversation around our ability to perceive and whether our five senses are one, all there is available to us, two, are they up to the task, and what's possible if you can push their abilities beyond what your current belief set allows for. I truly hope that you get some value out of this as what I'm going to be referencing comes on the tail end of one of the more impactful experiences of my life with my coach, uh, Ryan Nidell. And it was an experience that is based on some of the training that He received a Wake Up Warrior with Garrett J. White, tweaked and adapted, if you will, to his personality, his mindset. Because as we all know, just like any other idea, they change over time and one's perception can change one's utility of a certain concept the way it was currently constructed. Sometimes you have to make that change. And what I want to talk about today is finding connection in a graveyard. This comes on the back end of a experience that we'd had the day before. It was actually quite a long day. Um, but for the purposes of this episode, the idea was after the breakthroughs of the day before, be able to make connection. In order to do this in a late March morning in Columbus, Ohio, we drove out to pretty much the oldest cemetery in town as far as I know having been to Columbus once just full disclosure the the task was simple yet complicated we were to find a grave that we felt a connection to And as a part of that exercise, we all got out of the van and told, take your shoes off, take your socks off. The idea being that there's different energy in the world. And in order to be best connected and best grounded, as it were, you need to be in your bare feet in the ground, you know? feeding the grass. 
slightly more comfortable to do on, say, a July morning. But it's amazing how sensations, which are just interpreted stimuli, can change where if your focus isn't on that cold, damp grass, but instead is more focused on being open and receptive, the cold goes away. So the group of 12 of us uh, plus coaches set off on our individual and unique way through the cemetery. What's interesting in this moment, it's roughly a rectangular cemetery. I'd give it 10 acres, maybe a little bit less. To one side a highway, to the other side housing. Really a cemetery that had been built around in every extent. And in my periphery, I could see People meandering one road to the other, looking straight down towards the gravestones, I suppose looking at names or whatever it was that they were looking for to speak to them. I had a little bit of a unique experience with this because I just started walking roughly a 45 degree to the van from the driver's side front. And I knew where I was going. And it's interesting because we were given a rose or flower. It might have been a carnation, but we'll say a rose to put down at the grave that spoke to us. And one of the thoughts that Ryan had behind this was, It's a very old cemetery, and as I'll get into later, um, you know, a lot of people died really, really young, and more than likely, many of these graves had been forgotten. Nobody had come to visit them in potentially over a hundred years, maybe more, probably more, and the first grave that I stopped at, and I'm including the image of it in the podcast description, was Bernard Shields, Medal of Honor winner. He was a private in World War II. And I stood there, maybe it was the glint of the gold paint inside of the stone monument but it stood out to me and I stood there just out of respect knowing what the Medal of Honor had meant during my military service and still does and then thinking of the fact that I was drawn immediately to that individual who had served at such a high level 
but I didn't leave the flower there because it was like I heard him saying, no, there's another. At this point, I'm 200 roughly yards from the van and I go to my back left um, towards the corner of the cemetery only two or three headstones from the fence line and again at this point I'm seeing the back of tombstones I cannot read names there's no GPS of a modern technology but I felt compelled to walk in this direction which was again from where Bernard's tombstone was if you're facing the same way that it's facing it was about a 45 degree to the right so 45 degree to the left is the van 45 degree to the right is where I was going and that's where I found instead of a standing upright tombstone I saw just a stone in the ground humble covered with moss starting to show that darker color that a stone that's right next to a highway is want to look like from the soot, etc., in addition to the natural decaying process. This individual's stone was placed next to his brother's stone. This individual's name was Thomas R. Young, United States Army, from Ohio. He passed away May 27th, 1942. I've done some research to see more about him. I haven't been able to really find out anything more. His brother, uh, Clarence W. Young, um, he actually passed away in 1961 which was about the time Vietnam was actually kicking off and the thing that struck me was we talk about the energy and I knew Thomas Young's tombstone was empty that he'd perished overseas and this stone was the only thing in America to bear witness to his sacrifice. I had my journal at the time. And I'm, I have it with me. And I'd written a note. Brothers separated, returned to their homes, not in a mortal form, but as a eternal spirits forever linked and it was so weird that I knew that I'd find these men that I'd find them off to the side that they'd be alone yet unafraid 
And it made me appreciate the connections that we have in this temporary state that we are. And the power that our soul has. Which is where I get to the last people who I was drawn to. Nick and E. I think it might have been Elizabeth because there was a second smaller stone next to it. Scarpetti. From where Thomas was, they were straight ahead. If you're facing the tombstone, go past the tombstone straight ahead, about 250 yards. Again, right along the fence line. They matter because there were two smaller headstones next to Nick and who I think was Elizabeth Scarpetti. In 1929, infant daughter was born. The fact that she had not yet been named makes the tombstone interesting because back then if you were not of means you could buy pre-cut tombstones where all they had to do is put in the year they already had infant daughter infant son pre-done as kind of a bulk order the tragic part about that is the stone next to it was Emma born dead January 7th, 1931. Emma would have been about my grandpa's age. And because of the exercise the night previous, I felt a connection to Emma. Because, like her sister, Emma saw the world and knew the pain therein. She'd had a vision and realized it was not her time to exist on this plane. And I truly believe that she chose a time later on to return to this plane of existence and lived an amazing life. I left my flower with Emma and wished her well. And the reason that that resonated with me has to do, as I mentioned with the night before, which I'll do a proper episode on that as we're getting towards the end of the podcast here. But we let so much in our life that happened before hold us back what if I told you that there's techniques not tricks, techniques tips on how to feel the connectivity that you need to yourself to the people that were part and parcel to your life at these critical moments and you could understand 
why things happened. Not from your perspective, but from the proverbial fly in the wall that sees everything. I leave you with that thought as something to ponder because the connectivity, the mental network, I think, that we all have with each other, the energy we share is truly a beautiful thing. And as you learn how to harness the pieces of it, miraculous things can happen. If you found value in this podcast today, please leave a review. If you thought it was terrible, you can leave a review too. That's cool by me. But I definitely want to get some of the future messages out to as many people as possible. Because as I learned when I found out I was not alone, you're not either. And whether it's your business that you think is struggling or your relationship that you think is struggling... I promise you they're connected and it can be worked through. I'm Mike Demo. Thank you for your time.